Philo community, we're back. The Philo podcast. If you're new, welcome. If you're not new, well, you're also welcome. Everybody's welcome. We're here to help technical artists become more effective so that our churches can become more effective. And we do that through not only this podcast, but the Philo cohorts, the Philo conference, and our book, I love Jesus, but I hate Christmas. And speaking of the book, I mean, I'm a tech person, but it's always strange to say that I wrote a book. It seems like something other people do. But the whole reason I wrote it really goes back to helping tech people become more effective. For me, I learned a ton about myself while writing down on paper what I believed. And then I felt like if anyone else could benefit from all that I've learned, then bonus. But it really helped me out a ton. The chapters are short. We've got discussion questions at the end of every chapter that really help drive conversations, which would be a great opportunity for you and your team to talk about what matters on your team. Whether you agree with the book or not, it's a great opportunity to talk about what you believe. And it's a great resource for you and the rest of your team. You can pick up 10 or more copies at a discount directly from our website. You can head to philo.org book place an order. You can also get one or two copies or under 10 copies on Amazon as well. Just search for I Love Jesus, But I Hate Christmas. All right, so we're going to get right to it. Our guest on our podcast is Christina Reed. She's a worship leader at Forest City Church, and we met at this past year's Follow Conference uh, since she was on the worship team. Anyway, for this podcast, we had a great conversation, so let's dive in. Christina, welcome to the Philo Podcast. Thank you so much. Really, it's an honor to be able to talk with you and share information and thoughts. Yeah, nice. We just met recently at the Philo Conference. So you were on the worship team and we met at the conference and yeah, just thought it would be great to have another conversation with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe for context for our conversation, it would be great for you to just share kind of like, what do you do and yeah, how you ended up doing that thing? Sure. It honestly, it is a very, very long story, but I will shorten it up for everyone. Basically, I started worship when I was 16. I knew that that was what I wanted to do. That's that was the only thing that mattered. And it's what spoke to me as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I never stopped. I went to school for it for about two years. I was over at Seacoast Church for a little while, a couple All of right, years. Sure. Is that South Help. Carolina? Is that yes, right? it is. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A couple of campuses like Mount Pleasant Campus and West Ashley I, honestly, it's it's been a while. It's been several okay. years since I've been back. So couldn't name them all. But there's probably been more added anyway. So you would right. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. oh my gosh. They they really are incredible. And I did mm-hmm. enjoy my time there with them. And I, I helped plant a church in Miami okay. with one of wow. the pastors from there. And I ended up here in Rockford, Illinois. That's a big jump, I have to say. Miami (laughs) to Rockford. That's like opposite (laughs) ends of some kind of a continuum. (laughs) It really, really is. Charleston, Miami, Rockford. (laughs) (laughs) Even the way you said it. It's like, if you don't know Rockford, I think you know it all just by how she said it. If you're from Rockford, you're great. It's amazing. Love it. It's Yeah, I actually have a lot of great friends who are from Rockford. And yeah, so Mm -hmm. I'm only kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The pride for this city that a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people support 815 Rockford, like they sport Mm. the shirts, the whole nine. And I totally like fell into it too. I'm like, where's my shirt? Yeah. I need (laughs) an 815. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not, we live uh, maybe 45 minutes from Rockford, so I, I don't know that I can totally represent, but yeah. I do have a phone with an 815, uh, or my wife does, I should say, the 815. So See? that's yeah. uh, that's pretty close. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, so you said you're at Forest City Church? I am, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I have some good friends over there, seems like. They are um, pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it would be great just to have a conversation about technology and worship and mm-hmm. from the perspective of a worship leader, not only the use of technology, which I think would be an interesting conversation from your mm-hmm. perspective, but also the relationship between the people on the platform and the people at the at front of house and just, yeah, how do we work together better? Because I don't know if you've noticed, Christina, but we're very different like the yeah. Uh, yeah the people who are who tend to be on the stage are different from the people who are you know running lights and and graphics and all that stuff but for some reason God has decided that it's best if we work together and <laughs> yeah at even though we're so different and yeah we'd just love to start by talking about that kind of the relationship in your experiences from Seacoast and Miami and now Forest City like have you had good relationships not so good relationships, tensions? How have you kind of helped foster relationship where you've been? Oh man. First, all of the above. I've had (laughs) the best relationships with our tech people and I have had just the worst. I would say (laughs) that no matter where I left, (laughs) <laughs> where I ended up, yeah, the relationship was always smoothed over. Like, mm. you know, there's doing our work and doing our job and then realizing, hey, you're a human and I trust <laughs> and believe that you're trying to do what's best. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I am too. I remember when I was very young, when I started at like 16, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I still don't. I had a fire in my belly and I was like, this is all about worship and it's all about being in the spirit and uh-huh. planning can just go somewhere else. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you don't need any of it. Typical, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I'd like get there and I was like looking around and I'm like, where's our sound guy? Ah. And then our sound guy was like, we just butt heads and I couldn't understand why Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, why can't, why isn't he here on time? He was older than me. He was an Mm -hmm. adult and I was still a teenager. (laughs) Turns out I was kind of just a jerk. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out I was like, I just, I didn't respect his time in the way that I thought I did. Like I thought like, Oh, well, you know, I'm here though, but I would go to the soundboard myself because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I know how to do this. Yeah, yeah. Whoopsies. Yeah, yeah. We do not. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd go, I'd like turn everything on, I'd like get everything up. And basically, I'm I'm pretty sure the sound guy was basically like, well, okay, why am I here? Right. If you're going to do all of this. Yeah, yeah. We never really talked about it until much later. Mm. And everything was, it was smoothed over, but it, it taught me a lot just because you know how to do something. <laughs> right. Doesn't mean you're an expert. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't mean that that's your place either. I mean, right, if that right. is where someone else is and where their responsibilities sure. lie, yeah. let them do it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot too about expectations, like yes. understanding, like, 
what am I doing? What are you doing? What mm -hmm. time do we expect to be here? I was serving with a team recently and yeah, it just, there was a lot of unspoken expectations yes. and there's definitely an expectation that people will come late and so I can too. Mm -hmm. Or even, you know, just like the, oh, I'm here now, so I'm going to just do this thing instead of, oh, I know to expect him at, at this time and so that's when things will get done or or just even to talk about, like, it would be great yeah. if we could start this sooner or whatever, just to be able to talk about those things ahead of time instead of right. just falling into butting heads about something that I expect one thing and you expect something else. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I Communication times a million and three. Oh. <laughs> communication. <laughs> I have several stories with, with tech people. And another one that popped into my mind was someone, he had a little bit of like, he, he was more of a worshiper too. So okay. we had planted a campus. This poor man, this man, he, he wasn't a tech guy from birth. It wasn't right. like his <laughs> massive profession. Like he was a right. volunteer. Sure, right. And he, he was more type A. Okay. And I was more all over the place yeah, and still learning. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not type A. Yeah. And I remember I couldn't understand why he would talk to me the way he talked to me. Hmm. And I was like, what's your deal, dude? And like, but then he'd be so loving. And I'm like, what's your problem? Hmm. Later on, I learned that for some people, that just doesn't, it, they don't speak with feelings and relationship as the <laughs> focus. Right, right. But more of like, Hey, this has to be done. Let's do it. Do the right, thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And in my mind, I allowed all these filters to just kind of like jade how I viewed things. And I was like, oh, they're being mean. They're yeah. not being mean. They're being firm. Sometimes, okay, sometimes they're mean. Sure, right. Sometimes yeah. people can be mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the, the one of the challenges, and you've kind of alluded to it, like as a tech person, I want to come up with a plan. I want to execute the plan. I mm -hmm. want to stick to the plan. Unfortunately, some of my identity is tied to how well my plan is executed. Yes. And so if you're coming in without a plan that messes with my plan, or if you want to change the plan, you know, it's like there's, there's so much wrapped up in kind of what we're doing that it can be very easy to be all about the task at hand mm. for me. I think I know that that's not what it's about, you know, that whether my plan is what we do or not isn't what church is about. But yeah. I also know that that's what I'm there for, you know, to come up with a plan. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a real interesting dynamic for, for those of us, you know, in the booth. That's such a good point because... I can't know what's what exactly is going on in someone else's mind. Right. So for a tech person, they're thinking I have to get X, Y, Z done. So right. they're thinking maybe lyrics, they're maybe thinking sound, they may be thinking lights or, you know, so on, so on, so on. And that's the path their mind is on. Now for a worship leader or even a musician, our mind is, am I dressed? Okay. Do I look cool? <laughs> Is, right, right. Like, do I feel connected to God right now? Like, do I remember the chords to that song or whatever? So, <laughs> and there are like technical things, more logistical things with the music side of things. But it's interesting because both worlds are so vastly different 
and our mindset is just so almost opposite. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> We're just kind of having to opposite. Yeah. Rain it in. It's yeah. so true. I have to say, just today, I was telling somebody about. I would get on people big time for what they were wearing. I can't mm. clip a mic to that. And what are you thinking? And how many times do I have to tell you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so the first time that I ended up getting on stage and speaking, I was thinking about, okay, I need to look good. What is the best looking thing I have? <laughs> like that, And I put it on. And then I got to where I was going and you could not clip a mic to it. I felt like See? such an idiot. <laughs> and I have just like, it was such a great experience for me to be like, this is, yeah, what I need from these people is maybe not the most important. And I can understand how it's not the most important thing to them yes. when they're choosing their outfit. Honestly, and so, yeah, yeah it just it was such a, an eye-opening experience for me that, oh, mm. I need to maybe show a little more grace or... Yeah, to not come at this like this person's out to get me because they wore the wrong thing one more time. Yeah, I think something we could all use, all of humanity, really. (laughs) We could all use more of empathy, like really trying to put ourselves in other people's shoes and like, okay, what are they actually thinking and feeling right now? Because I, I just, me personally, it's really hard for me to believe that everyone that I disagree with is just hateful and wanting the world to burn and they want their life to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. No way. (laughs) When I think though that, I mean, you kind of said it earlier, like, you know, butting heads with the tech people or, you know, from my perspective, the worship leader, like Mm -hmm. it feel that head butting feels like you're opposing me or you're not on the same team as me. And the reality for me that I, you know, over time figuring out that we're coming at this, a similar goal from different angles Mm. that can also feel like you're against me, but it just means like, I'm looking at the same problem differently from a different perspective than you are and vice versa. If it was up to me, you know, and we're executing the perfect plan, I don't think anybody would come to that church. Frankly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so like the chance to work together on something, there's somebody thinking about what does our congregation need mm. spiritually from God? How do we want to meet with God today? Yeah. Whereas I'm just thinking about how do I just make sure all the mics are working? Exactly. <laughs> you know, right? Oh, yeah, man. And okay. I yeah. I just kind of assume people are meeting with God, but yeah, the mics I are mean, working. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I think I have a good one for you. It, all, <laughs> all of this brought up something that we've talked about as Forest City Church, and we've mentioned it on weekends and things like that, because it's a very good example. So before Forest City Church was Forest City Church, it was Heartland Community Church. Right, right. Now, Heartland had gone through so many highs and lows, and some of the most incredible people came from there. And there were huge struggles, too. Uh-huh. Now, there was a point in time where the worship culture was starting to shift, Okay, but it it was just a tiny, tiny little baby. It was still a baby, Mm. not communicated really. We were trying, but it was a lot of butting heads. So now for the different perspective piece, we worship leaders would go on the stage, the platform. I don't like saying stage. I like Sure, yeah, platform, sure. (laughs) We'd go on the platform and there would be squares. Or like yep, little yep. marks. Little X's, right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you can only move from... 
<laughs> I don't like where this is going, but keep keep talking. Right? <laughs> you can only move from here to here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure people cannot see what I'm doing, but it, it, yeah, a yeah. Foot. I'm holding up a, <laughs> right. about a yeah. foot long. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, do not move. So yeah. the worship leaders were like, we look, we can look back on that today and we're like, oh my gosh, like they don't care about God. They don't care about right. They only care about the spike mark. Yeah, right. Yes. (laughs) Turns out the reason why they they said that was because we didn't have the money. Honestly, we didn't have the money to afford to fix certain lights. Yeah, and they couldn't. And we had videos and things like that. Yeah. Now looking back at it, it's like okay, where did our priorities lie? Mm -hmm. You know, and there is a huge conversation behind that. But I find it so interesting that we were living two completely different worlds. Right. Well, and I think the thing about that example is that with communication, like for the tech person to be able to say, why? This why? is why. Yes. And I would say one of the things that, that frustrates me about people like myself <laughs> is that we're like very responsible people mm. and I want to do a good job. And so I put a spike mark on the stage and I don't necessarily explain why or talk about what's the most important thing for us to be doing right now. And so to have a conversation about, you know, in this example for me to say, I feel like we need a spike mark here and this is why, and Mm -hmm. this is what I'm trying to accomplish. And this is what it looks like if you don't stand on the spike mark. And this is what it looks like if you're near it, you know, to, to have that conversation together and mm-hmm. then say, what, what should we do? Yeah. You know, together, let's make a decision about how to do this. Because I, you know, without having a ton of conversation, I would be like, I want Christina to look as good as she can. I want people to be able to see her right. effectively on video, you know, online and in person and all this stuff. And so I'm just going to do it instead of, saying, hey, I feel like this could look better so it wouldn't be distracting to people to be like, I can't really see the people very well. But instead we just do it and then we have this headbutting moment. That's right. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we're called to be a balanced people. And Mm. I think like if you imagine somebody that is totally selfish or whatever, they don't give or whatever, like it's almost like that calling to be like, Hey, like let's find generosity. Then even Mm -hmm. vice versa, someone that is too giving, it's like, where are those boundaries? How can we Mm -hmm. become more healthy? Mm -hmm. So for tech versus worship, I think like we both have to find more of that balance, like tech people. And I'm really generalizing right now, but yeah, totally. For, yeah. <laughs> for Let's tech do people, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's, it's a lot of, you know, like tasks that need to be done for sure. And for them, some of the most amazing tech people I've ever, ever met one of them. And I will never forget it. It was a it was a small church I was leading worship for, but I remember looking up and he had both hands in the air. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> just worship it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was just, it was just the best. And then like now we have this tech guy, his name is Jimmy and he's kind of incredible. The, one of the very first things he said is he's like, I'm here for you. Hmm. And he's very much connected and he cares. Hmm. He did have a little bit of experience in music though, too. 
Yeah, yeah. So that kind of helps. But even for worship people, whenever we start seeing like certain things like discipline, being on time, trusting our tech people, because mm-hmm. there's a reason why they're suggesting the things they are, right. I would it would go leaps and bounds <laughs> for yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the other tension points I feel like, especially with a lot of volunteer driven ministry, is that the only time we're together is kind of in this pressure cooker moment. And so I don't really know you Mm. except for, for the three hours on Sunday morning when things are not the greatest, Uh, you know, as far as like, we got to push through and we got to get things done. And, and so to make time for, you know, just normal life relational things to happen. Yeah. Which tech people love. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, the majority of our audience is tech people. And so I would say I I really wanted someone to know me and how I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I can remember where I was sitting. You know, the I don't know what the date was. You know, I can picture it in my mind right now. They're like, I really wish somebody would come back here and ask me how I'm doing. Oh. And... Then I realized in that moment, like, no one's ever come back here to ask me how I'm doing. It might never happen. It might never happen. And so if I want it, maybe I need to go ask somebody else how they're doing. You know, it's like, this is maybe a little bit on me. Like, if I want people to know how I'm doing, I need to know how they're doing. And so I just got up from my seat behind the console, which is like super comfy spot where people would, you know, leave me alone, which is like a totally like, <laughs> what is that with tech? Again, super generalization. Like I want you to know me, but leave me alone. You know, it's right. like, you know, two <laughs> things at the same time. And so, so I got up and I went to the drummer and I just like, Hey, how are you doing? And he was a single dad and how's your son? And you know, just mm. how's it going? And I don't know that you know, now suddenly people were coming to the booth to to ask me how I was doing, but I was seeking it out. I was going after other people. And I think this relationship, again, super generalization, as a tech person, the person on the platform feels like the extrovert. And so mm. they should be, this is how they roll. I just come see how I'm doing. Instead, I mean, the reality is that's not true necessarily, that not everyone on the platform's an extrovert. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I'm a hermit. <laughs> yeah, right. It's if we want a culture where we're known and where there is relationship and we can get look past the headbutting, mm. uh, we have to be willing to do something about it. Yes. Ooh. I love that so much. Whenever you said that you were sitting back there and you were like, why isn't anybody like, (laughs) I want someone to ask me how I am. I'm sitting here thinking like, I just had this little reel in my head of all the times I've heard all of the worship leaders, including myself say like, oh, let's pray for our people and let's like reach out to our people. And we're going to like be here. We're going to inspire and we're going to bring God in this place for them, for them, for them. Mm -hmm. And we're thinking about the congregation usually, but like, we, we also need to help and support and lead and pastor each other. Yeah. And like that includes the tech team, you yeah. know, I, yeah. oh man, that, that is convicting. Cause even now I'm like, do I do that? Do I actually <laughs> go back there? And I'm like, hey, right. Jimmy, you good? <laughs> yeah. Well, and part of it is, again, we're so in the mode of, we got something to do and limited time and yeah. okay. If we don't want to show up at five thirty in the morning, 
There's not a whole lot of time for it, but I think there's something about, at least for me, I thank God that he sort of like made me aware of it in that way, you know, so that now I'm thinking about it, looking for the person that like, oh, I'm going to go see how that person's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I want them to know me, I have to be willing to know them. Wow. Yeah, we did. There was one time we had a volunteer. It was several years ago. They stated to like one of our, like our music director, I believe. And they were like, Hey, I feel lonely and I feel isolated and left out. Mm -hmm. And the worship leader challenged them and was like, okay, well, are you reaching out as well? Right. Like, not that it's all on you, not, you know, whatever, but I mean, we can change our own actions. So the answer was really like, not really. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up kind of fading out, unfortunately, because I mean, I, I remember I was on staff at that time, full time. And they had mentioned to me who it was or like, Hey, reach out to them, like be there for them. I think they're going Mm -hmm. through a hard time. Like they need support. And I was, and I did, but we also noticed they still wouldn't, which, you know, was kind of, it was heartbreaking because this person was a really fantastic human being, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure they felt uncomfortable, but I, I think they started to fall away. And a big part of that is relationship, I think. Yeah. People start serving on the production team because of the cool stuff. I yeah. get a chance to like, ooh, the soundboard and, you know, whatever. Mm. And they stick around for the relationship to be on a team with people that know you and that you know. And I think it's, for us as, as a tech person, it's real easy to get focused on the gear side of it instead mm-hmm. of like getting to know people and, and building community. But that's that's the name of the game and that's why people are serving yeah, there's a bigger purpose, obviously, but it's not bigger purpose plus gear. It's bigger purpose plus relationship. Yes. Um, yeah. I hope this provides some good insight as it, it sounds, it sounds like it will in my head, but <laughs> okay, we'll see what it go. comes yeah. out. We had, again, many, many years ago, mm-hmm. things are much different for me now, but we had a very blunt, a very slightly negative hmm. sound person. Sure. And again, they, they were volunteer and they, they were a little bossy with me Okay. and it was tough. It was hard. Sure. What they didn't know though, what they didn't know is that every day I went home to a very abusive relationship, mm. verbally, very abusive oh. and physically, I mean, in many different ways, but what they mm. didn't know is that was my experience and not mm. that, you know, they they're wrong and awful, nothing like that. But I took it so hard. Mm. I would like be so down and depressed and like didn't want to talk anymore and like shut down. I've learned a lot, but these are the things that people are going through just because somebody's a worship leader or a tech person does not mean that they're exempt from loss and death, grief, abuse, none of it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You never really know what people are going through. Yeah. Mm -mm. And I think it's so easy to make assumptions about others yeah. when you don't know them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're fine. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you think about it. So okay, from my perspective, I'm back and I'm sitting behind the console. And I see the people on the platform. Mm. It seems like things are great. Um, Instagram. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instagram, please stop. <laughs> stop with the Instagram. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
Yeah, honestly. I mean, I just think to have grace for people, it's mm-hmm. like it's a lost art. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so true. Okay, so let's maybe shift gears a little bit here. So thinking about technology and worship, I guess when I think about the use of technology as it pertains to, you know, church services and that sort of thing, it's real easy for me as a tech person to go overboard a little bit, like Mm. to do something really cool that I think is really cool that maybe has nothing to do with what's actually (laughs) happening (laughs) On the stage. And I think, yeah, sometimes we can be distracting in the use of technology by overusing technology. I think we can also be distracting by, you know, just like missing my cues and feedback and, you know, whatever. (laughs) There's all kinds of negative ways. But at Forest City, like, how do you think about worship and technology and how to Mm. use it and how much to use it and how much not to use it? And, or maybe it's something you haven't thought about. Just curious. Yeah. Actually, like I haven't thought a lot, a lot about the shifts that we've made. And of course, I can't speak for everyone, but Mm -hmm. from what I've observed, we stepped away from a culture that involved cameras and putting money into the cameras and, oh Mm. no, like stuff is broken and, and lighting stuff. And all of the emphasis seemed to be on how things looked rather mm-hmm. than how things were. Sure. And now we are at the place we are. We've taken away cameras. We mm. don't have any cameras anymore. Something that Carrington has said is what happens in the room stays in the room. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Which is, you know, one day it could be different. I mean, we also do like tiny church. We record stuff and put it out there. Uh-huh. But as of right now, it's not worth it, the detriment to our like to financial stuff or even to our growth as a worship team because i think that what we're trying to drive home right now is authenticity in worship and trying mm. to get rid of this need to be perfect or to be polished and whatever right. so I, I think that it's like this deconstruction and reconstruction <laughs> of our production. (laughs) Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because I think people are attracted to authenticity more than perfection. I mean, I think we can think about all kinds of things that were maybe perfect, but were not authentic. And so therefore we're not effective. It's such a trap to get into of, we were talking about a little bit earlier with the spike mark and, you know, stand right here and it can inadvertently create a culture of perfectionism because like I have to stay on this mark for this reason. And I'm just thinking about some of the people I've had conversations with about where to stand and where not to stand. And and I can even remember talking about it in terms of this is kind of home base for you. Like just be around this mark. You know, you don't have to be on Mm. it. And then watching people just like never move from that spot. And so maybe what I'm thinking of is so easy to misunderstand how I want to use technology and how you think I want to use technology that we, we end up inadvertently like putting handcuffs on the worship team. Mm. Maybe because of how we're communicating. But I also know that 
like, hey, man, I want this to look awesome. So stay yeah. on the spike mark. Like, let's go. <laughs> and like I said earlier, there was a season of time when I was at Willow Creek where there was very little direction on what are we about? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Not production-wise, but just as a culture. Yes. And so without a whole lot of direction, you know, the production team's like, well, this is what I know how to do. Yes. Move, move the lights, turn the haze on, crank it up, you know, just make the camera shots look great. Mm whether it's the right thing to do or not. And so I'll encourage you in your in your situation and then sure. maybe whoever's listening, like bring this up. Like it's important to have a conversation about what do we want it, what do we want to be about as a church and what does that mean for the people on the platform and the people running the production. Because I think without that conversation, it's real easy for you to just do what you think you should be doing and me to do what I think we should be doing, which don't necessarily, they don't automatically go together. Yeah. Once I heard that the root of every single argument you could ever have is miscommunication and expectation. Hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, okay. And then I started thinking of things and I'm like, like even when you're in a drive-thru, they get your food wrong and you're mad. You're expecting something <laughs> right. different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, so to come together and to have a goal, like this is what our mission is. Everybody say it. Everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah. This is what we're fighting for. I feel right. like you're right. That would just bring us together and help yeah. find that balance. Well, and I think too, you, to be able to point back, you know, if, if somebody is maybe violating that mission, mm. To be able to say, "Hey, remember we talked about this. We, you know, we can point back to this thing. See, it's written on the wall over here, or whatever. <laughs> yes. That that it makes the conversations a little bit easier because mm. we're we have a common. You know, we've talked about it before, and so yeah, we have something to to fall back on. Wow. Yes, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and so I guess at Forest City where you are now or maybe even looking back at the other places you've been. Yeah. I'd be curious just has there been a place where you feel like technology was done right with worship and what was mm-hmm. the what was your takeaway from that? You know, now this this ties into a lot of things that are more personal for me. So Mm. obviously I might have some bias and might think differently than some people. For sure, Um, yeah. I love where we are right now. I Mm. just really, really, really do. When I first came to Rockford, I was still in the old relationship I was in. Mm -hmm. I did not know how to be myself at all. I didn't know who I was. I went to a therapist one time and she said, What's your favorite food? I had no clue. Not one. I'm like, I I don't even know. I don't even know. (laughs) So I, a lots of, lots and lots and lots of work. But I remember I dressed the way I thought other people wanted me to dress. Mm -hmm. I did my hair the way I thought other people wanted me to do my hair. I mean, no one told me to do this. Sure, right. And if you can't see her, she's got dreads. Yeah. (laughs) No one told her to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody told me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in in that season, we had cameras on and we had mm-hmm. like the lighting and that was the, the time with the marks on the floor and don't yeah. go anywhere. And, and I felt like it just kept reinforcing something within me that was, was not me and mm-hmm. was something that I really needed to get through. So I really feel like it was just 
a God-given thing that all of these wonderful people came and we started to change the church together Hmm. and we had four city and we took away those cameras and whatever else. I remember there was one weekend I was, what was it? I I think I did. I didn't have time to do something with my makeup, something, something dumb. Sure. And I was like, Oh no, what does it look like on the screen? And I looked over and I wasn't there. It was just words, worship song words. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to be thinking about Mm -hmm. the song that we're doing, Mm -hmm. the worship stuff. And not that, not to say that cameras are of the devil or (laughs) that you shouldn't. I honestly, I think that maybe one day we'll come back around and have that. Right. But it's a development. Sure. And I feel like I'll be ready whenever, if and when that happens. Well, and I think that (laughs) you bring up a good point because I think it's very easy to get into a situation where you like, well, the way people do church is with cameras and iMag and online and all this stuff. And if it's not true where you are in your space and yes. your congregation, if it's not what your church needs, you should not be doing it. Yes. And I think, frankly, it's easier to live a life where I'm just doing what other people are pointing the way mm-hmm. in instead of what should I be doing right now? And you're, you just kind of alluded to it with, you know, what, what should my hair look like? <laughs> right. When I think about my own journey through production, everything we were doing felt like on purpose. You know, it's like where our church is, what our church needs. Yes, let's get some moving lights. This feels like the right thing. Yeah. Versus like, oh, the church down the street's getting moving lights, so we should too. Oh um, my goodness, the comparison <laughs> game. Uh, it's just so hard. I, I, I think that, yes, I think it is easier to have other people like almost set that standard. And you're like, okay, that's that's what I'm going to do. Don't like be to told what it. to do. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But it's more miserable. It's right. easier, but you're miserable. You're like, you're fighting your own identity either as a person or as a church. Right. And God's like, hey, excuse me, that's, not what I was trying to do. Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) You're like, why is this so hard? How come this stuff isn't working or whatever? But then we have to like come back to, okay, wait, who are we supposed to be as a church? What, what is our goal? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) Yeah. And when, so I was a part of a church in Michigan that we on purpose said, we're going to be a seeker targeted, we would say Willow Creek style church. So this is back in the 90s, early 90s, uh, the earliest of <laughs> 90s, 1990. And But we realized that we couldn't just copy what they were doing. We had mm. to do stuff that was real for us. And so it worked because not only was it cool and fun and whatever, but it was authentic to who Mm. we were. And so it worked. And I think so many times we're just, you know, the church down the street is just doing like, well, this is what I think I should do because this is what I'm seeing on Instagram. And, Mm. but it's not, you can't do it authentically. Mm -mm. I've seen churches fail over that. Mm. I have, they did everything right. They got the lights, they got the screens and the lyrics and and whatever, but they were so blind to the community around them. Hmm. They were like, well, why isn't anyone coming? Why isn't anyone coming? And I was in it too. I I was confused too. I needed to learn. And I was like, I I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's wrong. What are we doing wrong? We're doing the formula. One plus two plus three. (laughs) Yeah. But we weren't listening to the people around us. We didn't make a church for our community. We, We made 
the church that we thought we were supposed to make. Right, right. Oh, man. I was helping a church. This is going back a few years. I was working with a church, and I remember I went to three or four campuses on a weekend, you know, like Mm -hmm. one on Saturday night and two different or three different campuses on Sunday morning. And I can remember, like, the lid was coming off the place. Every place, I, every campus I went to was like, what is happening here? Like, this is, God is doing something here. Mm -hmm. And I can remember thinking, like, well, we do these songs at my church, and this it's not how it feels. You know, we have better lights than they do. And, you know, but what, why, you know? Yeah. And I, th- I don't know that I have an answer, but, you know, I think a lot of it was probably like they were just being themselves and who God called them to be and yes. them to be for their community. And so, yeah, God was doing something in them and through mm. them. And yeah, it was, uh, maybe it was, maybe there was some formula to it for them, but they were being true to themselves. Mm. I don't know. Isn't that ironic how mm. we will go to a church that is that's doing everything what we think is right? Right. Yeah. And we're like, oh air my quotes. Gosh. Yeah, I saw yeah, those. Right. Air yeah, quotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll we'll sit there and think, and we'll judge. We're like, oh well, we have better this, we have better that. So why aren't we doing mm-hmm. whatever? That mindset alone will hold us back. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. The church we're thinking all these things about is probably not even worried about those things. They're not comparing themselves to other churches or people or whatever, but right. rather they're just, you're right, just being, being themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hard to do. Why can't life be easier? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't my know. goodness. This has been a really great conversation. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, and this is probably this is the longest we've we've actually talked to each other, right? So Yeah, oh yeah. This has been good. <laughs> we could keep it going. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts and yeah, your heart with our community and thank you again for being a part of the Philo conference. Of Such a special moment to share worship with, you know, a room full of tech people. And so, yeah, thank you so much for bringing yourself to that. Yeah, it was, the conference was absolutely incredible. And I, again, I, the only thing I can hope for is something I said meant something to somebody and Mm, mm -hmm. that's what matters. Yeah. Thankful for you. Oh, thank you. I mean, (laughs) I think this, just even this conversation, it's like, I I would much rather us like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about and what God's putting on my heart. And if it helps somebody, great. And if not, I mean, that's not my responsibility. Uh, It's up to God (laughs) to like do something with this. And hopefully our conversation has done that for some people that God can use it. So Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Talking with Christina was such a great reminder of how different worship leaders and tech people are. I mean, all of us are trying to do our very best and oftentimes we're just missing each other, each other's perspectives. And you know what? Instead of leveraging those differences, we're just butting heads. I love what Christina said about the need for more empathy for each other. When she said, you know, she said to herself, everyone I disagree with is hateful. I mean, really? Can that be true? It can't be true. I mean, people aren't out to get us at every turn. And it's easy to assume that people have their lives together. And so often we're all struggling and we all need grace for each other and empathy and not always judgment. I mean, talking about the reason why we do stuff, 
was also so good in our conversation. I mean, why can't I remember this more often? I know that I made lots of assumptions that everybody knew what I was doing and why, and it never occurred to me to let them know why. I wanted them to stand on a spike mark or why I needed their tone on their guitar to be different or whatever it is. And it feels like the reason why has been a topic on this podcast a few times. It is so important to not only share the reason why, but to share responsibility for what matters. So in our example that we talked about, here is why there's a spike mark that I need you to stand on. And then the follow-up question is, how do we want to handle this together? Not just saying we're doing what I want, but saying, is this what we want? This is important to me, but maybe it's not important to all of us working it out together. You know what? Getting the chance to meet and know Christina is one of the things I love about the Philo Conference, to meet new people and to connect with old friends too. And we should not be doing ministry alone. And the Philo Conference is a great place to be reminded that what you do matters because we're in a room full of people who get us. You can register at philo.org to attend on May 2nd and 3rd. And if you're beginning to plan your budget for 2023, maybe figure out ways to not only come yourself, but bring your whole team. It's like summer camp for tech people. We'd love to see you there. You could follow us on social media at Philo Community on Facebook and Instagram and at Philo Conference on Twitter. Consider subscribing to our newsletter on philo.org or subscribing to this podcast to stay up to date on all things Philo. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time.